What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. Hope you had a great holiday, long holiday weekend. There's a lot to go over as we have our ACC championship football matchup set. We're going to talk about Wake and Pitt and then the rest of the games from week 13. A lot of great stuff to go over. And of course, me being a Carolina girl, NC State Wolfpack, Locked on Wolfpack host Kitten Gibbs being in the building. You know there's a lot to go over today. It should be a good one. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for your growing business. Kitten Gibbs in the building from Locked On Wolfpack rocking and rolling with us. Kitten, how was your holiday weekend? It was really good. It was uh, really exciting. Ate some good food, and uh, you know my my uh, waistline expanded a little bit. But I was in uh, I was I was in Lifetime Fitness right after. So I guess like Mac, I was back. Right, like that's that's what uh, people are saying now. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, glad to have you back in the building for what should be a great episode. Week 13, we have to go over. And of course, the ACC is fully locked and loaded for the championship matchup between Wake Forest and Pitt. Now, how the scenario went down, right? Pitt was a lock. They had beat Carolina. They were going as representing the Coastal. Then you had NC State, Clemson, and Wake Forest vying for an opportunity to be the Atlantic representative. Now, NC State needed Wake Forest to lose to Boston College in order to get in. Clemson needed both NC State and Wake Forest. No, sorry. Yeah, they needed, yeah, they needed both NC State and Wake Forest <laughs> to lose. Yeah. Yes. And then Wake Forest just had to win outright, and they were good to go. So a lot of moving factors and scenarios. Now, NC State took care of the job. They did what they had to do by beating North Carolina, so Clemson was eliminated. We haven't seen Clemson not in an ACC final in many years, but Wake Forest said, uh-uh-uh, not so fast. We're just going to go ahead and take care of business in Chestnut Hill, beating Boston College 41-10, to eliminating the Wolfpack. Now, how can we start this? Let's start with the two people who are in this bad boy, Wake Forest and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh played Syracuse, wasn't even close, 31-14. to Syracuse got a lot of questions to ask themselves this offseason, but this matchup seems like it'll be a pretty exciting offensive showdown, if I do say so myself. How are you feeling about it? You know, people keep saying pound the over, whatever uh, the under over is, pound the over. I'm pretty sure the over for that game is going to be like 115, maybe, maybe something crazy like 110, 115. So, I I don't know about that. I'm not so sure that both of these teams are just going to light it up like the 4th of July to the tune of 60 to 55 or something crazy like that. Uh, but with that being said, these are two teams that have earned it. These are two teams that have done what they need to do all season. These are two teams that um, are the embodiment of the craziness that came out of both of their divisions. I mean, you have a pit team that has shown all season they can score points. Mario Addison is 7-11. He's going to be open 24-7. Don't matter what the time is, what the what, what the weather Addison? is. Jordan, Jordan Addison? Jordan, Jordan. Jordan Addison. I apologize. Jordan okay. Addison uh, has shown. He is 
the, the man is 24-7. He is open at all times of the day and night. There is nothing you can do with him. You cannot hope to stop him, only contain him. Uh, Kenny Pickett has been very, very good as well. They, they've done many, many a thing well. They've looked very good all year. And even though they've had some games where their defense just was like, hey, we're not going to show up. Have fun trying to win without us. They've still overcome that in, in most games. So that's that's impressive. And then on Wakeside, they've taken care of business. They've taken care of business. That's what the Atlantic was about this year, and that's what they did. It wasn't about style points. It wasn't about flash. It wasn't about beating teams by a 1,000. It wasn't even about beating the really good teams. It's just beat who's in front of you, and they did that. They did that at a rate that nobody else in the Atlantic could do this year, and voila, you get what you get. You have an ACC championship where we're going to be watching Jordan Addison and long meshes all night long. No doubt goes down 8 p.m. Eastern time, December 20, sorry, December 4th, which is this Saturday in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. People were honestly saying that it's not going to be well full, like the stadium's not going to be full. It's not going to be you know crowded nicely. I think that like at the end of the day, when your team is newly coming to an ACC championship that they haven't done in a while, why wouldn't you pack it out? I, you know, I don't want to be this guy, and be I'm, gonna, that guy. I'm gonna have to say it. I'm gonna have to say it because Pitt fans already jumped down my throat, and, and but I guess I'm gonna have the other side. The whole whole ACC uh, championship game gonna hate me. Does Wake Forest have enough fans to like pack out? Uh, what is it? The Bank of America Stadium? They have yeah, enough? I don't think it's gonna be. I mean, a full house, but I definitely think they're gonna be well represented. Well, yeah, it's a difference between well-represented and packed out now. Well-represented, I agree. If Every team in the ACC, not named Clemson, if your team goes, everybody who's ever graduated, everybody who's ever went, if you went to grad school, show your tail up, okay? Show up. But, um, the, I again, I, I'm not, not sure that it's going to be a standard room-only affair where everybody is, is packed in that thing like sardines because everybody and their mama wanted to be there. But, again, at the end of the day, it's not about the environment. It's about what these two teams have put on the field. These two teams have put very, very good film on the field. These two teams have done excellent things all year, so much so that some people are now arguing that Kenny Pickett is a first-rounder. We're not going to start that again. But long story short, these are two teams that have – I mean, you look at Roberson and Perry, two big-body Benzes. You are you, – it's hard, hard, hard to stop both of them because you don't know – which one is, is going to be open. And then you got Morin as well, who can sneak in there and do some things. And Sam Hartman is just the field general, just here, 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 where you, what you need. I got, I got trades for everybody like a good waiter. And of course, as I've already said, offensive pass interference needs to be eliminated because those six, five receivers know how to leverage their big bodies to get open. So again, this game, I don't, I don't care about the environment. I don't care about who's going to show up. Who's not. What I know is those two teams are going to show up. And it's going to be a fun ball game to watch, especially if you like score. I think for Sam Hartman and Kenny Pickett, a lot of terms we use often is sneaky athletic. Well, I think there's going to be a sneaky amount of Wake Forest fans in that stadium. I think people like you don't you don't just see a lot of Wake Forest fans, but I think they come out the woodwards. Like you randomly just find a Wake Forest football fan. So I think that's probably what we'll see. Other than that, though, I agree. I think we're going to have a great game. Kenny Pickett is Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's going to have to do a little bit more for me. After that Clemson game, I was a little bit nervous, right? I was feeling like, okay, you're playing against heavy competition and you're not stepping up to the plate, which with, with, mm, there it is, 
what we have seen throughout the season. Obviously, Clemson's defense is not Pitt's defense and vice versa. But I do think that Pitt's defense steps up a little bit better than Wake Forest's defense does when they are in big moments. Case in point, Pittsburgh versus Carolina. That's just my thought against really strong quarterbacks. So I think that's why I would err on the side right now for Pitt, but I also just want a good game, if I'm being honest. Who are you picking? You know, I this game really is a, a, a coin toss to me. Like this, mm-hmm. these two teams are are very, very closely matched. And in the ACC, any given Saturday, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's, who's going to choose to not show up, which quarterback is going to decide, hmm, soft cover two, I can hit that go route on the outside. Like, you never know. You never know. So, I, I mean, <sighs> either way it goes, I couldn't see this game being more than a 10-point a win uh, for either mm. team, but – I might have to go Wake Forest here. I know Pitt Ooh. fans are going to hate me again. I know. I know. Wake Forest fans, I'm trying to win you back. All 12 <laughs> of y'all. I'm trying to get y'all back to be my friend. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, you're not. Wake it's Forest, okay. I think that they. I think Wake Forest gets the job done. Well, we'll have a couple of interviews from different experts from both sides that, throughout this week. So get excited for that. I will be in the building in Charlotte on Saturday. So I'm super Really, really pumped to give you that coverage. But I do want to shift gears a bit and go over the rest of the Week 13 games because while you know there was a, we figure out who our champions may be, we do have to talk about the rest of the, how the rest of the conference fared. And of course, listen, there were some great games out of that bad boy Virginia Tech, Virginia, NC State, Carolina rivalry week definitely delivered. But first, college football fanatics, we know the season is coming to a close, but. We still have a couple games left on the year. That's why you should try Prize Picks. It's a daily fantasy made easy. It's the leader in college sports daily fantasy and offers more college football props than anyone in the world. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdown, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projection, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry because it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use promo code locked on and deposit. You can receive a 100% instant uh, deposit match up to $100. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Yes, it's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download today. PrizePix, again, daily fantasy made easy. We're wrapping with Kenton Gibbs here from Locked on Wolfpack. And, of course, week 13 definitely did not disappoint. Let's start with that Friday matchup. Your belly's full from Thanksgiving. You're ready to rock and roll. You're thinking you're going to see some Black Friday sales. But, no, you've got a great football game going down in Raleigh, North Carolina. The North Carolina Tar Heels took on the NC State Wolfpack. And, boy, was it a game of who could piss down their leg the least. And they ended up being NC State. But I will say – I was talking about this in the weight room with my workout early Monday morning, and I, it was very on brand for both teams. One just crapped the bed a little bit more than the other, in my opinion. It was a great game, but it was very on brand for messing up or getting a lead and choking on it or you know not delivering when you needed to or getting yourself a little too lackadaisical in the middle of it. It was just all around not surprising. None of it surprised me. The outcome didn't surprise me. But I will say, as much as NC State people are going to be like hard up on Carolina, you should have beat them. You absolutely should have beat UNC, in my opinion. Mac Brown, 
on this show, we did not pick you. You cannot blame <laughs> this part of the media, big dog. You cannot blame us for this law. Let's start there. Right, right. My friend, Matt, let's start there, okay? You're not my friend. I don't know you, but it would be nice if you were to come on the show. It'd be great. But anywho, um, so with that being said, this game was a, a game in which we had talked all year of NC State's defense was. Today, they uh, UNC rushed for 320 yards. I don't count sack yards in in rushing yards. I just don't. I don't care if the NCAA does it. I don't. They rushed for 320 yards, and you look at where a lot of those yards came. At the end of the day, it was right through the heart of defense. Well, you're missing your starting nose tackle. You're missing your starting Mike. You're missing your starting Will. I mean, at some point in time, that attrition starts to take its place it starts to show not only did they rush for 300 yards, there was a walk-on who did uh, a lot of the damage in, in what is it? Britain Brooks or what? British Brooks, British Brooks, British, British, Britain. Don't, don't matter. Chariot, Pip, Pip, Cheerio. He ran all it over. It does you. matter. That man has a name. He, he does, but either way he ran all over you. Okay. His, his name is, is you said British, correct? His name is British, good for him, but he he ran all over you. Didn't matter what his name was, you couldn't get him on the ground. Then Sam Howe walked out there and limped around, and, and they, this is banged up, that's banged up. We don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if he's not going to play. He ran for 100 yards on you. Well, again, at some point in time, th- those injuries start to take their toll and rear their ugly head. But like you said, NC State jumped out to a 14-0 lead. And then in the middle of the game, they're like, all right, boys, the haze in the barn. I don't know why. I don't in modern day college football, a 14-point lead is basically a field goal lead, especially in the first quarter. 14-point mm-hmm. lead is a field goal lead, baby. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. That could be a race like that. And it was. <laughs> and it was because it, 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 through the third quarter, they were down again. And then letting um, letting UNC score 24 unanswered. And then when they hit that last field goal on it to go up nine points with about two minutes left, I said, all right, the hate really is in the barn this time. You know, it, I can't believe that we let them off the hook again. We are clearly the better team. We are. This is clearly a situation where NC State should have won this game, but it is what it is. And then all of a sudden, you know, I said earlier this this year, I have never seen a team piss down their leg the way that Texas did in the Red River rivalry, in the rivalry mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And UNC said, hold my IPA, sir. And they just, they made it way worse. How do you blow a coverage at the end of a game in that situation? I Listen, whoever the defensive backs coach is, Dre Bly, gotta go. Oh, Dre Bly. Oh my God, that hurts. <laughs> it hurts to see a former Lion doing this. Hate it had this. to be him. Hate it had but to be him. Guess what, Dre? This is uh, his first college job as well. So that's, it's just a whole lot. It's a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, don't worry about it, Dre. I want to get out of there. We got, he's, not the only, up, he's not the only one. So it's okay. Go back up to Detroit. You, They may have some jobs for you up there. They, I mean, Absolutely. they don't really care much about winning. So, uh, and then, and then, on the second drive, on the second drive to end the game, or not to end the game, but the second drive to uh, give NC State the lead after the onside kick, which, by the way, 
a lot of people are blaming UNC for not being able to recover that onside kick. I was a really well executed onside kick. It's okay to like say someone did a good job at something. I hate when people just be like, oh, well, they're pissed. For-. No, that was well done. Especially look at what happened in the NFL with the Rams onside kick. Look what happened with Florida State's onside kick. Okay. Chris Dunn may not be able to hit a field goal these days, but he could hit an onside kick, baby. Let but me you tell know you know what something. it reminded me of? It reminded me of that Falcons-Cowboy game when it was like the Cowboys – was it the Falcons that just watched the ball and then someone in the Cowboys ended up recovering it? You remember yeah. that game last season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like UNC did the same. Like, I can't believe this is happening kind of moment. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, I now have to deliver. But, I mean, listen, shout out to Emeka Amezi. Shout out to, and, you know, the run uh, game for figuring it out, right? Emeka's last – Two catches in the Carter, both touchdowns of over 20 yards. It had to be him. Yeah. It had to be NC right. State's all time leading receiver as far as receptions go. And he's it also blown it in big moments. So it's almost like very fitting. Like it come to roost a little bit. Say what now? He hasn't blown. Okay. No. No, no. Okay. Listen, listen. I'll say okay. this. I'll say this. I'll say this. The receiving court as a whole has in some very big moments said, ah. I don't really feel like catching it. A Mecca? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Okay. But I'll look it up for you this. next. I'll have it for you next Monday. I, I will say this. I will say this. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, this this was a, a storybook ending for that. And again, Sam Howell's last uh, regular season college pass was an interception in the Carter. What a great time. What a great time. Man, what a time. That, that made it feel better for you. But at the end of the day... I was happy that Wake Forest handled the job. So as much junk as they were talking, cheering for the Eagles the next day, Boston College that, it was honestly fine for me that they still didn't, weren't able to go into AC Championship. That was, that's rivalry me coming out, right? So And that's and that's all right because, like I said, of NC State on Locked on Wolfpack, and like I've said here, you were in the driver's seat. You were in the – you had the, your hands on the wheel, and you decided you were in the passenger seat pimp. Well, you know the problem with passenger seat pimping <laughs> – you could be talking to the prettiest woman in the world, the most handsome man in the world, the richest man in the world, the best, richest woman in the world, just whatever you want, whatever, however you want your partner to be. You could be talking to the best one in the world. Well, guess what? When that driver decides to leave, ain't nothing you can do about it. You're asking for help as opposed to if you're in a driver's seat, the car ain't going nowhere till you say it go. You were hoping that you were hoping against hope that Boston College was able to uh, pull off something that we had not seen. A miracle. <laughs> exactly. We were hoping for them to pull out a miracle, but that's that's how it goes. And of yeah. course, and of course, in Chestnut Hill somehow, the exact same play with A.T. Perry happens that has happened for four weeks in a row and has only been called once in Clemson. It, it happens again and the rest do nothing. ACC Championship may come down to will the refs call offensive pass interference in that moment where A.T. Perry's like, hey, I'm 6'5". You're not 6'5". Move. It may come down to that. <laughs> Absolutely agree. All right, we got other games that we want to go over. Make sure that we hit all of the Week 13 matchups. But first, I want to remind you guys about NetSuite because this is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink it, a championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. 
To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budget, and more. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lock on NCAA. So again, head to netsuite.com slash lock on NCAA for special end-of-year financing from the number one financial system for growing businesses. And after you do that, it's here. It's Cyber Monday, best Monday of the year, if I do say so myself. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost Broth and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight. And it delivers everything it promises, caramelized chocolate check, almonds check, delightful double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. I know I am. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor. We have some at the house. Actually delicious white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com and for these incredible tasting bars and 20% off everything, head to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. Wrapping up here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On ACC. And of course, we have to go over these week 13 games. Rivalry week was one to remember. Started out very hot, but then you fizzle with Georgia, Georgia Tech, 45 nothing. We don't have to spend more than five seconds talking about this. There has obviously already been some coaching changes going on at Georgia Tech, but I will say shout out to the Locked On Podcast Network for adding Bryce Kuhn, who will now be the new host of the Locked On Yellow Jackets podcast. So he'll be covering Georgia Tech. So if you're joining the fun here at Locked On ACC, we've added a new player to the mix. Super excited about that. So hopefully we'll have some good ACC hoops coverage as that season kicks off. Georgia Tech, what we got going on? I mean, I don't know why people are upset with Georgia Tech. Who has Georgia played close all year? They've demolished everything in their path. They, I'm, I'm pretty sure this SEC championship against Bama is going to be the worst that we've seen Bama get beaten. Sometime I would be honestly, I would be shocked and shocked and appalled if Bama kept it within two touchdowns. I would literally be like, wow, that Nick Saban truly is the undisputed, undeniable. He is the goat of goats because they're that that Georgia team, top to bottom. I'm sorry. I know this is the ACC show. We're supposed to talk about Georgia Tech. But that Georgia Tech team was outclassed, as is anybody going against Georgia this year. So, I get that's it. just, yeah, that's how it is and what it be. Wake Forest taking down Boston College, as we mentioned, 41-10. to 10. Florida State coming up short against Florida. It was a great game for a little bit until it wasn't. I believe that Florida would. I believe that uh, Florida State was one of Florida's only two wins against Power Five teams. Florida State, y'all ought to be embarrassed. Y'all ought to be embarrassed, okay? It did keep Florida State out of going to a bowl game. It did allow Florida to go to a bowl game, so it's mm. a little bit stressful. It always sucks when, when your rival gets to get a little extra treat out of your win and loss. 
Oh, look at that, Norvell. Missing the ball again, huh? Man, if only if only Florida State had some money to buy somebody out. Never mind. We ain't going to go there. We ain't, we ain't going to talk about that right now. Yeah, Miami yeah. and Duke, 47 to 10. As we had mentioned on our Twitter, at Locked on ACC, Coach Cut and the Duke Blue Devils are have agreed to a separation. So we always talk about terms. It wasn't fired. He's not retiring. It's a separation. The Just man decided was fired. That the, okay. The man was fired. Okay. Let's call it what it is. What but it ain't, what for it someone who has fine. truly made Duke football better than what he founded, because we actually people can say they can go to a Duke game, and there it could be an upset. You never know. But that, but but that wasn't say, always the case. But to say that to say that Duke fires him, I, this is what I don't understand about this firing. Mm-hmm. Duke, who do y'all think y'all are? Like serious question. Who do so y'all who do think they think are? they're going to get after this? Yes. Again, I say it all the time. The you're only as loyal as your options give you. The dating scene dictates what goes on for a vast majority of people. Okay. Now, when we're looking at Duke, who in that dating scene wants you? Who? You know, somebody who wants to build their resume, go to a power five school and get like make it continue Cutcliffe's uh, regime of making it better than where they found it. TCU was open this offseason. Oklahoma just opened this offseason. You're going to have a bunch of other schools. Everybody can't go there. Everybody can't go to these top ones, and that's okay. I agree, but you're going to have a bunch of other schools that are opening up this season. And A.C. Price, Virginia Tech should no longer be open, but we're going to talk about that in just a few. But I also think that everybody wants, assumes that they can get the top job, and that's not the case. But can you grow and make something better with – insurmountable circumstances like you know this is going to be difficult and if you do something with it that speaks highly to who you are as a coach i agree but for the most part nobody can do that and even (laughs) if they can even if they can guess what happens how long was james franklin down at uh vanderbilt two years two two three years oh okay all right so i mean we all know duke is a resume builder that's not but that's the thing but that's the thing for cut is it a resume builder no he wanted to retire out of that thing. And he, he is. <laughs> he about to. What are you talking about? Oh, Cutter's going to get it. He's going to go somewhere else. He's going to get another job. As a head not, coach? I'm not sure as a head coach. I'm not sure as a head coach. But Cutter's going to coach some football. Until until he decides, all right, my He's going to be an advisor. He's going to be an advisor. He might be an advisor. But you know what? Again, Duke, this is a bad look. I don't care how bad Cut You wanted them to keep him? Absolutely. Wow. Cut, Again, the fact that anybody, including a group of five team, is celebrating beating Duke, the fact that anybody is doing that should show you how far Cut has bought this team. He did not win an ACC game this entire season. The ACC was really good this year, top to bottom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this just for a quick second. We got to get to the rest of these games. Okay, but before before we do, can I just say one more thing? One thing. How many times have we seen in ACC that from the top team all the way, the top two teams all the way down through like team seven, eight, you literally had no clue who was going to win week in and week out. But that's because they stink. That's not because it was but quality. That, but again, again, at some point in time, we got to admit that teams are just better. 
Teams are just better. Okay, so, okay, so, nope. so All wait right. a minute. Next, wait a minute. No, You're no, that me. was your one thing. To... That was your one thing. That was your one All right. thing. All right. We had to run it back in another episode. I got to get through the rest of these games. Virginia Tech and Virginia. 29-24 Virginia Tech. You think that Mr. Price deserves that starting that head coaching job? A lot of people like to talk about, oh, I'd run through a, a, a wall for this head coach based on long drawn out speeches. I'm not a long drawn out uh, speech lover from coaches. That's just not who I am. That man was in almost in tears after the game. And when they asked him why this game is so important to you or how do you feel winning this game? He said, this is everything. This, this is everything. This is, this is my school. This is home. Virginia tech. Don't play around. Don't get cute. Don't outthink yourself. That's your coach. That's your ball coach. That's shut it down for them to beat Virginia again. Impressive. Again, anytime Virginia tech wins with Braxton Burmeister at the wheel, I am. Hey, All right. Y'all, all right. All right. Pittsburgh, Syracuse, 31-14. Clemson took it to the house for against South Carolina, 30-0. Kentucky whooped the wheels off Louisville, 52-21. And that's all the games that we covered. Please give me your final thoughts on anything you want to touch and agree upon before we close. You know, earlier in the season, I was much on the uh, Dino probably needs to go train. I was. I ain't going to lie to you. I was on the Dino need to go train because they lost games, not because of lack of talent, not because of lack of effort, not because of lack of execution. They lost games directly because of his mismanagement of the clock or things along those lines. However, however, Syracuse football has circled the wagons. They have found a way. Are they bowl eligible? I, I don't, I'm not sure if they are. Okay. Just barely missed bowl eligibility. But after what, what they started, like, I'm like, Hey, this is, Dino, go in and pack your bags, dog. I'm not sure if they keep him or not. I'm not sure. But he's helped this case down the stretch. He's helped this case. Because there, there was a point in this season where I'm like, all right, bro, two of these games are directly on you. Like, you can't can't live like that. Uh, all the rest of the games, Louisville, I mean, you pretty much saw that coming. Uh, that I mean, I'm sorry. Kentucky is they, – they're a better team. They were highly ranked at one point in time this season – Rightfully so. And um, that's that's pretty much all I got to say there. These games, for the most part, shook out like like you thought they would. And that's that on that. That's that on that. Well, there will be some other coaching changes that will be sure to break as, again, the week progresses. We'll have a lot of ACC championship conversation. And then we are switching gears and going to basketball, both men's and women's. And I know that Kenny Gibbs will have a lot of great women's basketball coverage to give us this year. So we appreciate him for talking with us about that. Make sure you guys follow him at lock LO underscore Wolfpack. You can see his personal Twitter handle here. Follow us at locked on ACC on Twitter. Come back tomorrow as we're going over more games, preparing for what should be a great championship week with JJ Jackson until next time, guys, we look forward to it and hope you have a good one.